What's up? Welcome to Weird Parents, the show where we talk about how weird it is being a parent. I'm Coop, and I'm joined by my lovely wife and co-host, Sammy, also known as Pop Punk, Pets, and Parenthood on Instagram. Sammy, what's up? Hi. <laughs> Nothing much. <laughs> I should do the intro every week because I actually got your username right this week. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Okay. Yes, I got my username wrong last week, which luckily someone pointed out to me. <laughs> but unfortunately, it's out there. So to be fair, it's because it used to be pop punk primer and parenthood back when I sort of had the time to do makeup more. But because I'm a vet nurse and I just thought I'd tie in some animal stuff, that's why it changed. Cool. So this week we're talking about weird kids books. Um, I guess a little bit of housekeeping before we start. Like, this week has been hard. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> you did really well today because you worked and looked after B and she's she's had really bad hay fever. Like, so bad. I looked eyes were all crusty this morning. She spent the past three nights in our bed. Um snotty she's got this little viral cough as well yeah so you did really well today because you were working and looking after her yeah in between meetings and in between emails and all the kind of boring corporate stuff i had like snotty toddler just going daddy (laughs) daddy crawling all over me which was fun but it was like the most stressful day at work ever so yeah yeah I'm tired. Last week was pretty hard because I had B six days. Yeah, so last six days in yeah a row. last week you booked it off just so I could work a full week, um, which ended up being more than a full week because I did a eleven hour no, what did I do a night and ten hour shift? Ten hours. Um, and I worked every day, which for somebody that has been on maternity leave and then on furlough and then gone back to part time, it was a bit of a shock to the system. But it's all right. I did it. And it was quite busy, but it was good. So, yeah. And how are you feeling? Are you tired? <laughs> Who, me? Yeah. Yeah, I'm very, very tired. No, our little friend over here, the what? podcast the listener. Podca- the podcast listener. <laughs> how are you, podcast How are you? <laughs> no, Wait, let, let them talk. Ah. ah. Nice one. <laughs> but no, I am tired. Thanks for asking. It's the first yeah. time you've asked. Oh, well, it's the first time we've spoken since you got in, isn't it? It's like baby monitor on, kettle on, pod, yeah. pod on. Pod on. Yeah, good to go. And I've just eaten some chocolate, so I feel better. Yeah, so you probably will turn the gain up on your mic so we can hear the lip smacking of you eating chocolate. <laughs> ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> So, as I said, we're talking about weird kids' books, but I don't know, Sammy, as a kid, did you read any weird books that had a big impression on you? Trying to think. There was a book, which I don't know if we've got it for B, actually, about the guy who accidentally wore a cat as a hat around the world. Never I can't heard of remember this. the name. Oh, mum will be able to tell me. But yeah, he accidentally picks up his sister's cat, thinking it's his hat, puts it on, and travels the world with him. 
delightful. Which, see, that's nice. That's not weird. Does anything weird happen in it? No, he just thinks a cat's a hat. Like that, like that advert, the Specsavers advert. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So maybe that's where they got the they idea. They ripped it off. Yeah. Straight up. Maybe, maybe. Plagiarism. No, I don't think there's any other weird books. I'm sure something will come to me. I mean, the Goosebumps books were weird, but that's a yeah. bit older. But not like a young kid's book that I can think of. I was never a Goosebumper. I don't think I read a single one. I knew there's the one which is like, is it House on Dead Street or something? Which mm-hmm. I, as a kid, that was like the scary one I heard about. But I didn't read the full thing. I didn't find it scary. Oh, see, I, I was the opposite. I read the like TV two show. of them. I read like two of them and then I was like, nah, no more. That's too scary. And then the TV show came out and it just always used to be the opening credits, didn't it? As soon as that dog's eyes were glowing yellow, you were like, no! <laughs> I loved the TV show. No. I thought that was awesome. Like, there was that episode where it's the doll, isn't it? The ventriloquist doll. That was oh, really creepy. yeah, because that's one of the books. Yeah. And the cat, the person that turns into the cat. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, that one. That was Whoa. freaky. No was thanks. It? Yeah, it was on BBC, wasn't it, for a bit? Uh, yeah, I think it was on CBC. CBBC? Yeah, I, d- I didn't read any weird kids' books. My, my favourite book as a kid was something called Peregrine Pie Crust. See, I'd never heard of that until I met you. Have I, have I told you in the past? It's about a kid who eavesdrops on people, and he'd always hear, like, he'd like to listen in on people's conversations and... One day his ears grew so big that he uh, flew away and he got stuck in a tree. He had to get rescued. And the moral of the story is, don't eavesdrop. Why was his surname Piecrust? It had no bearing on the story whatsoever. He didn't like to eat pie. I, I don't think pies are even mentioned. Do you anywhere. think it was just because it was like literation, it was clever? That, that was it. Oh. Purely, that was it. No, I'd never heard of that. Never heard of that book until yeah. I met you. But yeah, I, and I remember when I was like... I don't know if you remember, but in middle school, we used to have to sign every week what book. Oh, yeah. What book we were reading that week. Yeah. Oh, well, we went to middle school together as well, as well as upper school. So, yes. Yes, we did. In our little diaries. Yeah. yeah. Every week you had to write the book that you were reading. <laughs> and li- literally for like a full year, the only book I had in there was The Book of Life by Bart Simpson, which was the <laughs> Simpsons book. And that was like legit. That was such a good book. But guess. I guess never what, read it. Guess what mine was every every week. Just guess. Harry Potter. Yes. Every week. <laughs> it was Harry Potter. Yeah. I don't actually think I ever filled in any others. Probably some weird ghosty things, but... The teachers didn't give a fuck. No, they, they didn't, didn't care. They didn't say anything about it. I just yeah. wrote Book of Life every day for like a year. It's not a proper book I don't think either. I read it. I didn't even read it. I just looked at the pictures and it was really good. It was like three words on a page. I remember that book. It's mm. good, wasn't it? Mm. Cool. Well... I found some weird kids' books that I can show you. Um, what, are you going to show me? Yeah, I'll take you through some of the weirdest ones that I found and uh, just let you know how weird they are. Okay, now is this something you found on Reddit or is this real like, real books? These are real books. That they people, exist. people have bought for their children? They are children's books. I'm sure people have bought them. Is, are they, is there an age range here? Yeah, like young to... I love that. Young. <laughs> Young to like 11, I don't know. All right, I didn't, okay. I didn't go that far into the research. Well, you need to research these things. Cool. All right, go on. All right, the first one. Mm. You might you might recognise this tale, this tale of old. I'm wondering if these any of these are going to like trigger in my mind that I'm like, I've read that. I don't think you've read any of them, oh, but right. you might recognise this first one at least. Okay. Cool. 
I'll read you the synopsis. So it's called Outside Over There by Maurice Sendak. Maurice! And the main character, Ida, her father is away at sea, and she plays a horn every night to make her babysitter fall asleep. But one night she's playing the horn and not paying attention to the baby, her baby sister, I think? And then goblins sneak in and steal (gasps) the baby, replacing it with a changeling made of ice. Oh, so that changing melts as oh. Ida cradles it. Oh my god! And then realizing what happens, blows her horn, um, dons her mother's yellow rain cloak, and sets off to find her baby sister. So there's all this kind of weird shit that happens. She goes off looking, and then she comes like towards the end. I think she comes across a goblin wedding, and the goblins Ooh. are getting married to her baby. Okay, no, too far. Well, her baby sister. This is this is like Labyrinth. It is. It's what Labyrinth is based on. Which I love. Yeah, so I think this last bit says, to find her sister among the crying babies, I think at this wedding, oh Ida plays God. a captivating tune on her horn until the goblins dance into a frenzy and fall into a stream. Ida then picks up her sister and <laughs> heads home to her mother, who has received a letter from her father where he promises to come home one day and ask Ida to watch after the sister. Where did the stream come from? Is that made of melted babies? I don't know. I have a feeling (laughs) it's translated. It might be, like, in a different language. Because in the movie, Labyrinth, it's her baby brother, and she asks the Goblin King to take him away, doesn't she? And then she's like, oh, damn, didn't mean to do that. So goes in search for him. But there is a wedding in it. Well, it's not a wedding. It's like a masked ball. So maybe, yeah, maybe they did use... So that's that's what it's based that's on. That's actually it? what it's based on. Yeah, ah. I don't know if it's like loosely based or whatever, but yeah, the thing that's weird about this book is that the illustrations apparently are absolutely terrifying. Oh God, am I gonna? <laughs> Why are you doing this now? This is me, and you know I'll have nightmares. Oh no, it's a kid's book, so you're an adult. <laughs> I mean, yeah. To be fair, I mean when I'm listening to the true crime podcasts I have to look up crime scene photos afterwards because I feel like I need to put the pictures and it doesn't do well for my brain but if this scares me I've got problems yeah so that, that's that's Ida I think being taken away sorry Ida's the main character it's the baby sister being taken away by the goblins so like these faceless why things do the goblins cloaks. look like Grim Reaper yeah what, is that what oh I don't know no I don't like it and it's it's really creepy like these illustrations Are these all the pictures yeah oh no it's really unsettling, isn't it? What's with your horn, girl? <laughs> oh, no, there's babies crying. No, I don't like this. Yeah, no. that, that's the thing. Like, towards the end, as I was saying, there's like a sea of babies crying. She has to find her sister. Question, what's the moral of the story? Uh, don't play a magical horn and make your babysitter fall asleep, Ida. <laughs> no, no, thank you. So, yeah. I'm going to give that one a... Four out of ten. Four out of ten. Based on your favourite film, but four out of ten. Yeah, because I'm glad that the, the David Bowie one was not that creepy. David Bowie wasn't in... No, not Obviously, David Bowie wasn't in the book. But he was the Goblin a, King. Is there a Goblin King in there? I don't think so. It just says the Goblins. Uh, so and they're the, the things in the cloaks. They totally wrote in the Goblin King just for Bowie, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. What else were they going to do with him? put him in some very tight trousers <laughs> that David Bowie in that film was my sexual awakening just saying it activated you it did <laughs> cool so the second book and this one isn't really a weird kids book but 
there's a weird picture that I want to show you from it. So the book's called I'm Still Here in the Bathtub, Brand New Silly Dilly Songs by Alan Katz. Oh, okay. So it's a book of poems for kids and they're they're kind of just like silly poems, um, but the illustrations are like haunting. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Reddit thing, isn't it? Yeah, I did find this one yeah. on Reddit. Um, he loves a bit of Reddit. And essentially what it is is just a poem with an illustration um, each time. And this first one is called Aunt B. And it's just heinous what that is. Oh my God. Do you want to know something terrifying though? That looks familiar to me. <laughs> That's what's so scary. So what we're looking at right now. Okay. When I first saw it, I thought it was a peach. It's round. What looks like leaves and a like point at the top, but it's not. It's green glasses, a nose, and then in the middle, what looks like an anus, because it does, it looks like an actual sphincter, is puckering lips. Is it meant to be an auntie blow like kissing? Yeah. I recognise that. (laughs) I don't think it's that old. I think it's about ten years old. What's the poem? Aunt B, uh you can zoom in. I don't know if you'll be able to read it, it's quite small, but it's just like a it's to the tune of ABC and it's just like a silly that looks song about a kiss see now this is where if we had social media we'd go we'd put that on the social media well yeah we can put this on the social yeah because it's haunting it looks like an asshole i so my innocent little brain saw it like where i'm where i'm sat now saw it and was like oh peach <laughs> but i don't quite know what the butthole bit was but then it's like that's that's an asshole straight up cool whoever painted that for god's sake yeah, I think a lot of the illustrations in that book are like that. So, the next one is called Where Willie Went by <laughs> Nicholas Allen. It's a very good question. Where did Willie go? So, I'll read you the synopsis again on this one. Okay. Our hero is Willie, a little sperm who lives inside <gasps> Mr. Brown, and he has 300 million friends. <laughs> whoa, 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 Mr. Brown? Yeah. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Every day, Willie practices for the great swimming race. Oh, my God. And when the day arrives, he swims faster than his 300 million friends to win the prize, a marvellous egg. Uh, Then something uh, wonderful happens, and eventually Mr. and Mrs. Brown have a baby girl who has the same winning smile as Willie, and grows up, and grows up to be a great swimmer. Oh, my God, no. (laughs) No. That's not real. That's not a children's book. That's a children's book. But uh, I don't. I don't get it. Why? Would, I mean, okay, it's teaching them about the birds and the bees, but I feel like calling them Mr. And Mrs. Brown isn't a good idea. <laughs> yeah, it's where Willie went. Oh, he's got a little goggles on. Is <laughs> a sperm with goggles, and he's got a nose. So yeah, I think it's meant oh. to be quite whimsical, but I it's feel, about the reproductive. I think we should get this for B. Yeah. Where Willie went. Where Willie went. Oh, he's so cute. Willie was a little sperm. (laughs) And he grew up to be a great swimmer. Yeah, okay, no, okay, that one I give... I'll give that an 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10. What did you give the the other one with the butthole on it? Oh, fucking hell, two. Less than one. Less than one, (laughs) minus one. Cool. This, This one I found really funny. I don't know if you will. Uh, but it's called Children Are No Match for Fire by Carol Dean. Uh, okay. So 
what do you think it's about just from that title alone setting kids on fire <laughs> it sounds like it doesn't yeah. it <laughs> this one makes me laugh a lot but essentially yeah it's a fire safety book and okay. they they thought they put that really you know funny pun in the title where it's children are no match for fire oh that was bad <laughs> such a bad that pun, was bad that's awful yeah uh if i read you a little bit of the synopsis uh, it's called the ultimate fire crisis book um, and it all centres around a little girl's dress being set on fire by, you guessed it, a road kid with a sparkler. Ooh. So it's all about sparkler safety. Okay. Um, which would, you know, maybe, what, in 1990 be mm. a big topic? You know, remember when I we remember were at school, up? yeah, yeah. Sparklers. Do you ever hear about that now? There was like such a heavy push on sparklers, wasn't there? There was, but I think, yeah, that yeah. But then firework safety is a bit stricter now, isn't it? Like you, you can't just sell fireworks to anyone. Yeah, but this this book was written like in this century, oh. like two thousand and four or something like that. No, but <laughs> all the reviews. If you get a chance, go on to Goodreads and uh, read the reviews for it, because the all bad. of them <laughs> are basically like. When the hell was this book written? It feels like it was written in like the 1980s. Um, and it, yeah, it turns out it was written by some like two really old women. Aww. <laughs> oh, bless them. They, they obviously had a massive thing about fire safety. Maybe, maybe they're like sparkler survivors. Maybe they're like sparkler injury survivors. <laughs> Don't laugh. It could be true. Maybe they're not old. They're just really badly burned. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't laugh. I've got to show you the cover, though. The cover is absolutely <laughs> awesome. That's what made me laugh so much. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Children are no match for fire. A fire safety story for the whole family. It's two children running away from a sparkler, a candle, a lighter, and a cigarette, and they've all got little evil faces on them. <laughs> that is... Can we... So they drew legs on the sparkler. What? Why? They didn't bother with drawing legs on anyone else, did they? No, it's just the sparkler. The candle... The sparkler's the, the fastest one and the scariest one. <laughs> That sparkler. Watch out for the sparkler. The cigarette and the lighter you might get away from. But that sparkler's got fucking legs. It's going to get you. (laughs) You're no match. Boom, boom. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, apparently lots of passages in the book as well written in all caps. They're very serious about their fire (laughs) safety, okay? So, yeah, really hammering home about sparklers. Dangerous things. Yeah. They are. We're joking, but they actually are. They are. Your, your, your dad's a retained fireman, isn't he? Yeah. So you know all about I know all fire about safety. Fire safety. Totally. Totally. I always say at work when we're giving patients oxygen, I always say oxygen is never contraindicated unless your patient is on fire. Which is I don't true. Know what that means? Oh, for God's sake! Can you explain? For well, the peons. How do you feed a fire? Oxygen. Right. Yeah. So giving your patient oxygen, flow by oxygen, because it's, you know, you need so oxygen. So it's always to, good. It's always good, unless... They're on fire. There you go. Pets are no match for fire. <laughs> Sparklers. Cool. This next one I think you'll have an opinion on, which is great. Oh, I'll have an opinion on everything, me, you know that. Oh, can I give that one a score? Oh, go on, sorry. I think because it's by two little old ladies who are trying their bestest, I'm also going to give that an eight. An eight out of ten? Okay, maybe no, a seven for the gammy legs at the spot. <laughs> <laughs> That's high. High praise. A seven. from High praise from the Weird Parents podcast there. <laughs> Good going, Carol. Is that her name? Carol Dean, I think. 
Yeah. Is, is that one of the old ladies? Yeah. Oh, Carol. I don't think the other one was mentioned. She didn't want to, she, she saw she saw what it looked like when it was published yeah. and went, nah, don't put my Fuck name on that. it. She might have done the illustrations. I hope so. Cool. This next one has got a great title. I'm not going to tell you who the author is of this one because I'm just not going to like platform an absolute maniac. Oh. But it's called My Parents Open Carry. As in open carry guns. Oh, what a knob. And it's it's a pro-gun kids book oh, written mate. by two open carry lobbyists in Fuck. in Michigan, I think it was. Um, they also they they're part of a publishing house that also published a book called Raising Boys Feminists Will Hate. <gasps> that is awful. Oh my god. Tell me about it. How's how's that allowed? Well, they're lobbyists. They've got an agenda. Yeah, for. <laughs> But, oh my god, that's hot. That's heartbreaking. That is. But yeah, my parents open carry. Uh, it seeks to fulfil that goal by showing a typical Saturday in the life of gun enthusiast, Midwestern strong family, Dad Richard, Mum B, and thirteen-year-old daughter Brenna. Brenna, of course, her name's Brenna. Brenna, and the the story includes trips to a hardware store, grocery, bookstores, as well as a shooting range at the end. So and, trying to normalise just using guns every day. And, and having an open carry weapon. Um, but yeah, basically it's just filled with loads of like statistics That's about awful. how safe gun crime is. No, sorry, how safe open carry is and how it reduces gun crime. Um, and at the end, the character, Brenna, the 13-year-old girl, gets a gun given to her for her birthday. How old is she? 13. Oh, seriously? I think a lot of it has been like, Disproven all the statistics in it because there's no fact to it whatsoever. Here's how you, here's how you do gun safety: don't freaking use guns, don't have guns. I mean, boom, gun, that's gu- the safest you can be. Guns are pretty cool. No, but open carry. You don't need a, if oh, it does my head in. In order to keep everybody safe, you know their their argument is I have to carry a gun. Their, their argument is literally I have to carry a gun because that bloke could be carrying a gun. Here's an idea: no one carry a gun. Sorted. I, th- I think you should be president. I, do, I should. And then they go off at us in the UK because of our increase in knife crime. But the difference there is, is we have buying reg- uh, legislations and stuff in regards to buying knives. And also, you are more likely to survive a knife attack than you are a gun. Yeah. So knives, good. No, not good. <laughs> Guns, bad. No, sorry. And lobbying, lobbying's even worse. I'm, that's, that's horrendous. I'm not a fan. That yeah. that gets a minus twenty five, minus, minus a thousand. <laughs> yeah, apparently there's loads of illustrations of guns <gasps> and shit like that, and it's for kids. Yeah, for God's sake! I mean, in a the, the blooming children have to learn like gun, like shooter drills at school and stuff. That's horrible. You're going to bring up pictures now, aren't you? Oh, do you want, do you want to see some pictures of it? No, I don't. No, I don't really. Okay, I'm going to show you anyway. Oh, for God's sake! <laughs> This is what it looks like. Oh, that's... It's very poor. Poor illustration. It's a typical bloody middle-class American white family. Sorry, it is. Yeah, it's bad. It's horrendous. So, yeah, minus 25 out of 10 for that one. Don't like that one. Boo. Boo. So this next one isn't a book. It's It's a section in a book. So, I don't know if you've ever heard of the the party game called Poor Pussy, Sammy? No, wish I had, though. Poor Pussy. Poor Pussy. 
Oh, like a cat. Like a cat. Not yeah. a vagina, a cat. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, this this is um from an old nineteen fifties um like party game book for kids, and I mean, it's. It's pretty horrendous, like, the image on it. Is there a vagina? Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. <laughs> People used to play a party game called Poor Pussy. Everyone sat in a circle, and the chosen Poor Pussy stood in the centre. Poor Pussy would kneel in front of someone and meow three times, and that person had to say Poor Pussy without laughing. If they laughed, they became the pussy, and that kid grew up to have... Animal fetishes. I'm <laughs> sorry, that's wrong. They <laughs> That's bad. That photo's yeah. not... That picture's not good. No, that's not... There's, it's, a, there's a little girl now in front... No, I don't like this. No, no that's horrible. No, we don't like that. It's gross. No. But I think what it is is an adult pie game, by the sounds of it, isn't it? It's like you do that... You'd make your friend laugh by doing the poor pussy game. I don't know. You don't give it to kids. <laughs> I don't know, though, but it could be that it is a kid's game... Because Just kids, the yeah, but kids do have a very innocent mind. Like, if we went up to B and were like, meow, she'd be like, oh, give us oh, a little pussy. stroke. No, she wouldn't say pussy. But that pussy. <laughs> bringing it back to the last podcast. <laughs> no. I hope that doesn't become an in joke. <laughs> <gasps> Speaking of pussies, I. <laughs> <gasps> oh, we had a toy, a, a patient in today with its own toy, yeah. And this toy was a lamb. And the lamb had a tummy bit that you could put treats in. It's cuddly lamb. But it looked like a vagina. Oh, my God. And I like, couldn't help Because it. it was, like, Well, it was, torn, like, here. It was, no, no, like... no. So it's, like, a little pouch on the little cuddly sheep. Right. That you can put treats and stuff in. But it's, like, it's got... It's a flap. It looks like a vagina. And I couldn't help her. I picked it up and I went, <laughs> lamb curtains. <laughs> you went, poor pussy... I didn't. Poor, poor Lammy. Lamb. Poor Lammy. I was like, oh, where's your, where's your funny lamb? <laughs> <laughs> that lamb got puss. Your lamb's all furry. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, this, this poor pussy party game. It's got another name. I, th- I can't remember what the other name is, but you're, you, you don't meow sometimes. What you do is you say, honey, I love you. Give me a smile. And you're meant to make the person smile. Oh, see, no, that makes it creepier. That is pretty I creepy. I think I prefer the meow. The meow. Meow. Oh, poor pussy. Okay, I'll stop saying pussy now. I've said pussy like 85 times. Yeah, stop. Cool. So, yeah, that that was poor pussy in the, the party book. What mm-hmm. do you give that one? I think it's not as... I don't think it's meant to be that way. I think that's how adults perceive it. So I'm going to say seven. Seven. Yeah. That's strong. Strong, strong seven. Seven. That's the same as the match. The yeah. children are no match for fire one. Yeah. Gammy, gammy spra- uh, sparkler guy. Gammy legs. The next two books that we're going to talk about, um, we're just going to throw off a very quick trigger warning about, mm-hmm. just because they deal with a few um, upsetting themes. Um, the first book deals with homophobia, um, bullying and child abuse. The second one, um, themes of potential domestic abuse... Um, but we don't go into any detail or any depth about the content in the books. We just simply are talking about what they're about. Yeah. Um, so feel free to skip ahead roughly about 10 minutes. I think it'll be about 39 minutes in. Um, and then we just talk about one other set of stories at the end, yeah. which shouldn't trigger you. Cool. But we thought we'd just put the trigger warning there. If you want to skip ahead, then feel free to. We will not be insulted. <laughs> not at all. 
So this one is called Alfie's Home. And again, I'm not I'm not going to say the author because it's just an absolute piece of shit, this I was guy. I say it's a piece of shit. Yeah, absolute piece of shit. I won't say the author for this one, but um, he also wrote a book called Coming Out Straight about healing <gasps> homosexuality. No. Yeah. So this this is a um, a kid's book about a child who is kind of neglected by his parents. His dad oh. his dad doesn't talk to him. The mum just complains at him about her life, um, and their uncle comes to stay for the. No, I know where the, this is going. Yeah, it's horrible. So the uncle comes to stay, um, you know, abuses the child, oh. and then they try to frame the, the rest of the story around how the child is suddenly gay now that his uncle has touched him. What? Yeah. So he gets made fun of at school. Um, he has to go to therapy for it. No one's blaming this uncle um, in it at all. Um, but in the therapy, the therapist says, all you need is your dad's touch. You need your dad to hug you and it will cure the gay. You what? So that's what happens, and then they live happily ever after. And we just forget the fact that the uncle molested the child. Yep, and the uncle lives with them happily ever <gasps> after. And, yeah, the, the quote in it is, Now I realise I'm not gay. Spending time with my dad really healed my heart. All I needed was his time, touch, and talk. That is disgusting. Horrendous. That's disgusting. I'd like to get a copy of that and set it on fire. That's horrendous. Yep. How, how is that person? How I, I just think, need to know how. I think it was his because he does like conversion, conversion therapies. Therapy. I think he's recently been um, like banned in California. Stopped doing the conversion therapy, but I think the book is still on the shelves in America. Right, but it's you know it's got <sighs> that is just awful reviews. That's that's heartbreaking. That's horrendous. Horrendous. That's damaging. That is damaging. Could you imagine someone buying that for their... Oh, my gosh, I can't even. I can't even. And Fucked considering... Up. I mean, this links quite nicely with it. Is it still Pride Month? It is still Pride Month. Being Pride it Month. Um, this shows you that I don't even know what month it is because I'm just so tired. <laughs> um, links nicely with it being Pride Month. But how is that, in this day and age, still on bookshelves? America. That's disgusting. That is disgusting. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm having a red-head rage right now. Well, hope, hopefully this one lightens the mood. <sighs> That, that gets a fucking 10,000 million, minus 10,000 million. That's horrible. Yeah, I, just just I'd, shoot the guy in the head. I'd set it on fire and I would poo on it. You would set it on fire with a sparkler? I'd set it on fire with a gammy. Gammy? Gam... I can't speak. Gammy. Sammy is feeling gammy. With a gammy sparkler. And... No, because I don't even think the sparkler would want to touch that. <laughs> Don't. He's he's menacing, but even he's like, nah, mate, you're too dark for me. I'm not touching you. <laughs> you're just fucked up, son. Yeah, no, nah, I'm not touching you. You're not even worth my flame, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> I have no idea. Cool. So the next one, this one's a weird one, okay? So no more disturbing ones after this, but this, this one's God. weird. This is called Little Zizzy. And again, I think it's translated from French. So, you know, there's a bit of European uh, risque-ness in this. Risque. So <laughs> I'll read you the, the... It's not the synopsis, but the summary. Um, 
Playground politics meets penis anxiety in this hey. unlikely comedy. Like all boys, Martin had a zizzy, and this zizzy didn't cause him any problems. But a school bully singles him out in the changing room and points at his little zizzy, saying that it's tiny. Oh. The, I think the mum as well also makes fun of, <gasps> of the kid's little zizzy, but apparently it's quite comical. I think he has a micropenis. I think that's what it's about. Oh, Kids with micropenises. Yeah, he's, a, he's a kid. Yeah. So everyone's making fun of him. Jesus. Absolutely horrendous. Um, and the, the bully says, uh, with such a little zizzy, you can't make babies. Um, and he also, he challenges him in the playground to a pissing contest. Uh, what's that got to do with making babies? Well, exactly. Um, oh, kids. So he says, with your little zizzy, I bet you can't pee very far at all. So I'll give away, I'll give away a spoiler. He can pee. He can fucking piss. <laughs> His little zizzy can fucking go <laughs> like a fire hose. Go zizzy, go. Yeah, just like shoots it and he wins the girl at the end of the day, I think. Uh, because he pees. Yeah, I don't know how to say her name. I think it's Anne. Anne? Anais? Oh, no, no. It's French. Uh, yeah, so I think he wins the day by doing like a, a gallant piss across the playground. Uh- and it's shows a weird that. book. Yeah. It's French. So that's not very good at, you know, giving boys confidence in their body. Well, I think it's, yeah, it's to do the opposite. It's meant to be comical, self-degradating. Self-degradating? Self-deprecating. It's self-deprecating. And then he wins at the end of the day anyway. Remember, lads, it's not about the size. It's about what you can do with it. It's about... Miles and miles and miles in front of me. It's about how far you can piss across a playground. (laughs) To win that girl over, because there's nothing more us women love than seeing a man piss a good couple of metres in front of him. I don't... Yeah, to be fair, I don't know how it ends, but I hope he pisses in the bully's face. That would be really funny. Definitely, so do I. Imagine he just pisses right in his face. You can't pee very far. (laughs) Like in a mighty boosh. Yeah, like in a mighty boosh. Cockney urine all over your face. Just like that. With my little zizzy. With your little zizzy. Cool. So this is the last one. Um, And again, it's not like a scary one. It's not a disturbing one. It's not problematic. It's just very creepy. And everyone says this is one of the creepiest kids books that that has ever been written. Which is funny because it's not really been written. It's mostly photographs. Um, right. It's called The Lonely Doll by Dare Wright. Oh, I already don't like it because it's got a doll in it. Who's What's the doll's name, Annabelle? It's Edith. Um, Edith. I'll go into why it's called Edith. But basically, Edith is a doll who lives alone in a house, oh. praying for company, until one day two stuffed bears show up and befriend her. When the elder bear leaves on an errand, Edith and her companion, Little Bear, set off to explore the empty house together. Um, and the... Apparently the the cover's uh, kind of rimmed with a bright pink gingham pattern, um, but inside all the uh, photographs are black and white and they look a little bit creepy. Um, people say it's creepy because, one, the backstory, which is the photographer or author of the book, um, she was very close to her mum, so much so that they slept in the same bed together until... Yeah. She was about 40 when oh, the wow. mum died. Oh, that's sad. Um, and the, the doll's called Edith. 
um, and her mum was called Eddie. I don't oh, know if her actual name was Edith, but um, essentially they were just very close. And she, she also had a half-brother, which she didn't know existed until, you know, later in her life. So I think it was just a bit of a weird family dynamic oh, going on. sad. If I just get up some of the photos, which, again, are just very creepy... I think the New Yorker said it's the creepiest kids' book ever. There's obviously a lot. So it's their photos, not drawings. Yeah, yeah. they're still photography. I think she did like okay. a, a series of them, but that, that's the cover I was talking about with the gingham. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. I was wondering what you meant when you said gingham, but, but you mean like a picnic blanket? Yeah, like the stills are all like this. Why is that bear spanking that doll? Don't know. I don't think there's any words in the book. That, but the other bear's covering his eyes. I don't like that. Yeah, there's weird. It's just very strange. Knows everything. Mister Bear knows everything. Oh, I, he's pulling a hair. I don't like this. Oh, do you know what I'm getting from these pictures? I'm getting the big bear's dad. Yeah. And the little bear, his mum. Or the baby. Because in some of the pictures, the big bear is pulling the doll's hair, smacking the doll. At one point, he's going away as well, isn't he? Yeah. Packing his little bag. Looks like he's about to hit the doll again there. Oh, that's sad. No, that's really sad. There's there's another image. I don't know if it's in that book, but it's in one of the volumes where... For some reason, Edith, the doll, was tied to, like, a tree. And she's got, like, rope around her mouth. And the bears are, like, standing there. What? It's just a very this, weird, you, creepy you, book. You've, you've got some... These are dark. I was expecting, like, I don't know, comical things. These are all dark, babe. Not all of them. The, the butthole was funny. The butthole was funny. <laughs> the peachy butthole. Little Zizzy. No, that wasn't funny. That was sad. I mean, he won. Yeah, he won, but I feel sorry for him in his in his little winky woo. And this is just this is sad. Oh, there it is. There's the there's the uh, tree photo. Nah, nah, that's wrong. Sorry. Yeah. So that that's it's been called by the New Yorker as the creepiest kids' book ever. Oh, that makes me sad. I feel like that's a lot of hurt in there. Yeah. That's that's sad. Well, this took a depressing turn. So that that was all the ones I found. Um, and then, actually, the last ones I wanted to show you were... Have you ever heard of a, a group of stories or a, a collection called um, Scary Stories to Tell in yes. the Dark? Yes, yes, have yes, you? yes, I have. Of course I have. What do you know about Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark? That they made a TV series about it. I think it was a movie. Oh, was it a movie? That was yeah. it. Did you no, I never re- watched read it. any of the books? I can't remember. I remember knowing about it. Maybe I started to and then went, no, oh, thank you. Yeah, so this this was, like, much anticipated. Are you going to show me the trailer? Yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, okay. I love spooky stuff, but you know... Are you doing this to me before I go to bed? <laughs> so this was, like, the companion to Goosebumps, wasn't it? It was, yeah. like, people said Goosebumps is scary, but this... It's terrifying. ...was, like, psychologically fucking children up. No one can see me right now, but I've just put my dressing gown hood up <clears> and, like, <throat> be prepared to hide. Yeah. So... Yeah, we'll watch the trailer for the movie, which apparently got really good reviews. I, I don't know anything about it. Is it on it. Netflix? No, 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 no. Oh, where's it on? I swear I've seen it pop up. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe we know. need to go on a hunt for it. 
Yeah. So should we watch it? Can we please watch it one day when Bee's at Mum's in the middle of the day? Yeah. Yeah. I'll show you. Oh, it's a kid's film. It's rated PG-13 in America. I don't care. (laughs) Have you seen Coraline? Yeah. Terrifying. Have you seen The Woman in Black? That was 12. That was should not have been a 12. That's just jumpy. It's not scary. No, no, and no. There is only one scary film, and it's called Wreck. That's not... The Spanish one. You're obsessed with that film. It's fucking terrifying. The Woman in Black, a skull... I mean, that story in general, that's a book. Now, that is a book. But it's not a children's book, is it? No. No. That's a good book. What's that? It's your book of scary stories. Oh, you know why it's scary. Who's directed it? Yeah. The guy who did Pan's Labyrinth. That scarecrow was a bit scary. He had bugs in his eyes. Oh, Harold. Oh, poor Harold. Just got bashed. Do you want to see haunted house? Yes. <laughs> no, you don't. No, I don't. This is very it at the moment, okay. isn't it? Right. Go I think it's on the it wave, isn't it? Yeah. That 80s style sort of horror. I can never say his name. Del Toro is his surname, isn't it? Del Toro, it? yes. Oh, ooh. Oh, it's... Oh, my goodness. Okay, so... Harold comes to life. Harold comes to life, the scarecrow. Oh, man. So the film is based on quite a few stories, I think, because there was a big collection of them. I think it was about 80. So they're different... So they would a bit like goosebumps. There'd be yeah. a different, different sort of story each time. They're really short as well. I'm sorry. A corpse looking for her missing toe? Oh, wow. Okay. You know this is all being played by the same guy, don't you? What's his name? Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. See, this looks right on my street, actually. Yeah, I think you like this. This is looking very familiar. Stories write themselves and it the all red spot thing. Alive. Came out a few years ago. I don't think it was it's that recent. 2019, I think it said. Oh, a dog. Aww. The Jamie man is coming. <gasps> no, 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 no. I don't know what that was, but there was some spider thing it's, I don't know what it is about things crawling up walls like grudge was it the grudge which one is it that crawls up the wall Wasn't no the grudge? it's the grudge which crawls down the stairs yeah that that's... no sorry and in um, American Horror Story uh, Roanoke when they're being the spider people over the walls no thank you fucks you up doesn't yeah, it yeah nah nah I don't know what it is it's like um, jittery unnatural movements just make me upset yeah no, that's good. Do you remember what that reminds... Okay, this is totally not scary, and it's not Goosebumps, and it's not that. But do you remember the programme Gruesome Tales for Gruesome Kids? So I, don't, I didn't really watch this. I, <gasps> I do remember it being on, but I don't I think I watched it properly. That. But that, that's, um, that had some really twisted like endings. That was like, for kids, were, wasn't it? It was, but it was like morals of the story and things. It's like if he one kid, if he lied, his tongue fell off or something like that. It was really quite... Gross. Really quite horrific, yeah. Yeah. 
So Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. It's by an author called um, Alvin Schwartz. Um, yeah, and he wrote about 80 of these things. Um, so I'm just going to quickly just go through some of the, the synopsis. I think they're all quite short. I didn't read any of these. Did, you didn't read any, did I you? I can't remember. The red spot thing looks really familiar. Maybe I, I mean, did. the illustrations are cool. Ooh. They're freaky, aren't they? That looks so familiar. Is yeah. that the red spot one? Yeah. I think I read this as a kid. Yeah. I do. So the red spot. So I read the synopsis on vulture.com. Okay. So waking up with a red spot on your face is hell. Is it a pimple? Maybe it's a bug bite. Oh God, is it bed bugs? The possibilities are all unpleasant, as is the transforma- a transformation that occurred during the night unbeknownst to you. Who the fuck puts unbeknownst to you in an article? Pronounced. 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 I don't know. Add to that the unavoidable urge to pick and you're screwed. Mm. Or maybe not. Maybe you're like this iconic story's protagonist. So you go the hot compress route, hoping to help the blemish work its way out. Joke's on you, though. Instead of a pus-pop situation, a shitload of baby spiders come crawling out like it's Ooh, Charlotte's Web. Yeah, this is look, This is sounding so familiar. I think I That's read this. That's what we saw in the trailer. Yeah, but I think I read this. Um, yeah, the, the top one of the article is Harold, which is about a scarecrow, Aww. where these, these guys go and basically beat up the scarecrow, but one day it comes to life and fucks them up. Well, like murders them? Yeah. Ooh. And they, yeah, they, they're just mean to the scarecrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so hey guys so we've got don't be mean to scarecrows and we've got don't pick your zits don't pick your zits I think yeah all of them kind of had this like moral um, yeah. quandary to them that kids you know need to look out for <laughs> unlike you know the one about the matches and the, the sparklers <laughs> <laughs> there is a moral to the story just watch out for sparklers guys don't play with sparklers and their gammy legs yeah look the illustrations are really cool that's, that's some of the movie stuff. Yeah. That's the, from the illustrations. Yeah. So I think I've seen some of these. Oh. Cool. That's it. That's that's all the weird and scary stories that I've got for you today. That was quite a creepy episode, and I quite enjoyed that because it was right on my street. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't I don't know what we're going to talk about next time, but we've kind of got a long list of stuff that we want to get through. Um, you know, there's there's the eco swaps episode that we want to do. Yes, talking about more eco friendly swaps that you can do. You wanted to talk about um, mum guilt at some yeah. point, didn't you? Yeah, I really do because I think it's a massive thing, and not many people really talk about it. Or when they do, it's sort of like, oh, I'm feeling mum guilt, and then that's it. So I, yeah, I think we should do a topic on well, not just mum guilt, but parent guilt. Yeah, I mean, I don't feel that guilty. <laughs> We know you do, though. You say that, but you definitely do. Like, if she's overnight at my mum's, you're constantly like, oh, oh she's yeah. okay. I hate that. There you go. That's it. That's oh, it. Oh, that's guilt. Yeah. Oh, because Mother Nature. away at me all the time. Because Mother Nature's clever like that, and it's like, you create this thing, look after it. Ah, uh, well. We'll discuss it more. an episode one time. Yeah. And the one that I am looking forward to doing is baby TV shows. Baby TV shows? We'll do baby TV shows oh, at some point. now we've got some of them, haven't we? Yeah, we've got a long list. Cool. Alrighty. Thank you, everyone. You can follow us on social. Just search for Weird Parents. You'll probably find us. Um, And we'll catch you again next time. Peace. Bye.